0: Ethical AI. Separating fact from fad. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Sheldon Fernandez, CEO of Darwin AI. Welcome Sheldon. Good to be here. Give us a summary of your professional background if you will and explain what Darwin AI does.
1: Um, So I'll start with the first question. Uh, So I did an engineering degree as an undergrad Um, And then I also did a theology degree uh, as my master's, uh, really out of interest, uh, never thinking it would be significant in my professional life, um, and and all of a sudden finding out that uh, it's very relevant to my work at Darwin AI. Uh, Darwin AI, we basically have technology that allows uh, people to crack open the black box that's very central uh, to the industry, um, and are trying to help enterprises build AI they can trust.
0: As someone with a deep training in both engineering and theology, how do you separate fact from fad to ensure that AI systems behave ethically?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great question and, and a challenging one at that. Um, the the faddish parts of, of ethical AI um, is the claim that it's a simple problem. That if you simply have enough diverse opinions that are contributing to the notion of how AI should behave, that that alone will solve the problem of getting AI to behave ethically. I mean, it's a good start, but uh, I term it as a fad because there's a lot of chatter around uh, that particular goal without an understanding of the underlying complexity of these systems and how hard it is to get them uh, behaving in a certain way, let alone an ethically uh, prescribed way. Um, So the the reality behind that is that these AI systems um, are black boxes, which is we don't know how they reach the conclusions they reach, And that is a precursor to the problem of getting AI to behave ethically. Um, And so understanding and embracing that complexity is a very important element of um, ethical AI as we understand it.
0: Explain the trolley problem and the dilemma it poses for AI-based systems.
1: So the trolley problem is a great way that ethicists um, as well as engineers try to codify the ethical problems that an AI must grapple with. So the trolley car problem is a trolley car going down a railway track, it's gonna kill five people. You can flip a switch and that'll change the direction of the trolley car and it'll kill one person instead of five. And so the question that you pose to usually a human is do you flip that switch? Um, so I, I came across the trolley car problem in my theology uh, studies You know, 10 years ago before AI was even a thing in our industry. And what's fascinating is if you rephrase the question and you say to the person, instead of flipping a switch, you need to push a person onto the tracks, the percentage of people who will do that dramatically decreases. Um, so an overwhelming number of people will flip a switch, a very small percentage will actually push a person even though the moral calculus is the same. Now in AI, we ask the question, if an autonomous vehicle is, um, in, it has the situation in front of it, it must kill five children or kill an elderly person, first of all, what does it do? And second of all, who decides what it does? Um, So it's a great way to take this hypothetical contrived situation, but surface the complexity of getting AI to behave ethically.
0: How are AI developers (laughs) approaching these ethical dilemmas? Is is there a general consensus on a standard approach within the industry, or are AI players handling these dilemmas using their own strategies?
1: Yeah, so there's no one coherent strategy, which is part of the challenge. Um, and it'll also change depending on the culture and the geography where you ask the question. So what's interesting is if you ask this question in the Far East, uh, they want to save the older person because they have a culture where you know the, the respect for the elderly is very prominent. You ask the question in North America, and the overriding consensus is, "You've had your life; it's my turn. I'm the I'm, I'm the millennial that's uh, ready, you know, for the next fifty years of his or her life." So engineers really don't have a framework with which to codify um, you know, their, their decisions around this. Moreover, they've done studies where they've shown even when a company says, this is the ethical framework you should follow, it rarely has an appreciable influence on how they program it. I believe the ACM came up with a study around it. So the overriding consensus is that this is a decision that cannot be made purely by engineers. You need policymakers at the table, ethicists, um, you know, uh, government officials, but there's no one standard body that is prescribing that, And so there, there is a lot of work in our industry to try to address this. There's a group called Partnership on AI, or PAI for short, based in the Valley with a lot of big tech behind it. Uh, our scientist is on one of the boards there. So there are move, movements towards this. But we still have to come up with some concerted way in which we you know, make ethical demands on these AI systems. So um,
0: what is the future for ethics and AI then? Uh, It
1: it, it will mirror the power of AI, right? So right now we can say things like um, under these specific circumstances, this is what AI should do. And even that's a very hard problem. But what do you do when an AI is faced with something, a scenario that it just simply doesn't understand? Uh, There's a video I often show when I, when I teach uh, ethical AI, and it's a video from a German study uh, called altruism in children. And so there will be a small child, usually a toddler, sitting with uh, his mother, and an individual will go up and try to put books into a bookcase. But because they're holding all these books, they can't, you know, open the bookcase. And so they'll repeatedly bump up against the bookshelf, And I think seven out of 10 toddlers was the statistic, will see what they're doing and will walk over and open the shelf. And so it tests the scenario where this, this child has never encountered this particular scenario adult walking up um, against the bookshelf, but they will somehow figure out how to do this. So the question is, how do we teach AI to respond in a scenario like that, to understand the ethical dilemma of a situation that has been programmed for? And there's a lot of ideas on how to make this happen. There's reinforcement learning, which is, you know, you explore a space and you understand um, what to do, uh, but that has challenges with it. so there is a lot of research in this area, um, and it'll need to mirror the power of AI, because as AI gets increasingly sophisticated, the argument is that the ethics behind it need to be similarly sophisticated as well.
0: Sheldon Fernandez, CEO of Darwin AI. If somebody wants to connect with you, Sheldon, maybe they want to find out more about your work. How can they do that?
1: Yeah, um, they can go to our website, darwinai.com. Uh, they can look me up on LinkedIn, uh, or they can even email me at uh, sheldon at darwinai.ca.
0: Thanks again Sheldon. And find more of my interviews right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.